and coming to you live from a stall at an airport lounge, John Carlo Roca. Hey guys, it's GC here. I just want to give a big thank you to our Jismen. They're going above and beyond and putting together this incredible special Sunday podcast just for us. I'm excited. I'm hard as fuck. The games are going on. The podcast coming in. There's a 67% chance I lose and go 3-8, and eight, but that's okay. Our fellow Jizz men are putting it together for us, and I could not be more excited to hear how Nithin and Sam are fucking reach sacks for thinking that that trade was going to go through twice. Let it rip, boys. So welcome to the Thanksgiving special episode. We're really happy to bring you this. Uh, It's a real classic Commissioner Kevin Cumfest. Kevin, why don't you come in here and say your hello. Hello, everybody, Uh, especially Ryan and Brawley. I am sad that Kyle is not on this. Would have loved to hear his takes firsthand, but yeah, I'm pumped to be here. Yeah, Kyle is not here today. He is on the field. He's out in the field, rather. He does a lot of live game outreach things really likes to get his hands on uh each sunday so that's why he's not able to make it probably how's it going it's going pretty good yeah sad jaws isn't here we got him doing some work up there in florida i just checked and miami is playing at the jets so i don't know where he is exactly Mm. but he's covering florida though doing work it's yeah yeah um it's a big Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, yeah, Kevin's in town. He's not with me in person right now, but I was with him in person. Um, we went and sat in Mercedes-Benz and just had some beers for a little bit on Thursday night. Um, uh, there was a football game, I guess. There was a game. That's not that important. Yeah, there might have been one of those. It, it was similar yeah. to the type of game when Georgia Tech plays Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, Except that was a that lot was... happier. <laughs> yeah, we had our uh, resident uh, Pats fans Ben and Kevin in attendance, which was, uh, you know, I had to keep telling oh, him. Oh, that He went to Johns Creek High School. He's not from Boston. <laughs> but this honestly is a, this, I mean, this is a little long here that what I have, but it's uh, very important to what I felt that night and what it's like to be a Falcons fan. And being you a Falcons a, you fan. You have a poem? Is this a poem for Oh, us? this is a, this is a, yeah, it's a little blurb. Oh, uh, this is great. Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. So being a Falcons fan is like getting on a roller coaster that has a chance to punch you in the dick after every hill you've ridden it before and you've been punched in the dick repeatedly sometimes you'll even get multiple dick punches during the same day but every week as you're getting on the roller coaster you think to yourself i won't get punched in the dick this week no sir i talked to the owner and he's reassured me that the dick punching feature has been removed and sometimes you'll make it over the first hill without a dick punch so you think you're a pretty smart guy sometimes you'll make it make it even over 95 percent of the way through the roller coaster without feeling that familiar feeling of your dick getting crushed. But you're never safe. As your little roller coaster car uh, rolls to the end of the ride, you hear a noise. The wind seems to whisper, rise up, dipshit. A tiny metal hand pops out and slams directly into your genitalia. Again and again, it mashes your testicles. It doesn't seem to ever stop. Mercy is a foreign language here, suffering the only dialect available. As you feel the whiskey you were drinking begin to make a return trip back up your throat, the last thought that flits through your gray matter before the familiar embrace of pain whites out all conscious function is, I bet next week 
when I get on this roller coaster, I won't get punched in the dick. You fucking idiot. Wow, that was beautiful. Now, what can I? Was the roller coaster also a metaphor for like a larger dick? Is that what I was getting? I think it's just multiple hills. You can think of the hills as games or just interceptions uh, or you know whatever. It's it's that's the beauty with creative writing is kind of open there, open ended. I'm gonna go with more dick. Yeah, right in the dick. I love and, it. And uh, so I yeah, it. we got we got a lot of punches in the dick on Thursday. Yeah, I was happy to be in attendance for that dick punching. It was quite beautiful, like that poem. <laughs> well, anyways, I think there's something that's on everyone's mind this week. Well, for that, uh, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, just one thing that I'm definitely very thankful for is uh, this podcast. It's been awesome to, uh, to listen to the three of y'all put this together and really enjoy listening to it every week. So excited to finally get on it. Oh, man, that means, that means a lot, Kev. And we're glad to have you here. We tried a couple of times. I'm glad you're on the East Coast. So it's just a little bit easier to line that up. But yeah, happy to have you. Really? Uh, but with that said, yeah, there's uh, there was a, I think, I believe this is the first vetoed trade in our six, five-year history as a league uh, this week. Fuck and yeah. there's certainly a lot said about it. And we're going to say some more, I think. Because this trade was in it of itself a punch in the dick to the rest of the league. That it was. That it was. Yeah, this trade had a well, it had a shit show in all sorts of ways here. Uh, first, me fucking up by vetoing it as commissioner. Uh, that was definitely a mistake there. But I'm glad it went what through. You, and it, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? So I was not used to using the web app for like making votes on trades. And when I went to go vote for it, I thought I was voting for it as the league or as like the manager of feeling your young hoe. But turns out I was voting on it as commissioner. So when I did veto, it just like canceled the whole trade and that mm-hmm. forced them to have to do it again, basically. Uh, I originally said like in the-, the how, do you message, normally, like, how do you normally vote? Do you vote by mail? Do you- I send it in with a carrier pigeon, yeah. Nice, nice. You do, yeah, okay, okay. It's kind of it's kind of weird because I send it to myself and I tally the votes before registering for the league. So it's kind of an unnecessary carrier pigeon, but nonetheless. Yeah, one time I got like, it was pretty graphic. The one, it was in, it was from you, but I think you meant to send it to somebody else, but it had accidentally been delivered to me. It was like, I guess, equivalent to a carrier pigeon sext. It was, I mean, it was, it was hot. You have to show me that sometime. Well, I appreciate that. My carrier pigeon's a bit stupid, it seems. Yeah. Well, maybe just so used to going to Ryan's place. But uh, so to break down the actual trade, though, just I'm sure everyone probably knows who went for who, but to put it out there. Yeah. Nathan gives up Austin Eckler and Tyree Kill, the both currently on the season top, uh, their top three in their respective positions. Two um, and three. Two and three. Yeah. And uh, in return, Nathan gets Dalvin Cook. Um, who is still Davin Cook, but on the season he's 25th, but he's missed like four or five games. Um, and, and I will I will say it's not like he's just missed games and came back. Like he's missed, was back, missed, was back, missed, was back. It was like yeah. that. Like every other, it was very, I don't know. And then, Ty, and then Tyler Lockett and Brandon Cooks, who, uh, Brandon Cooks about the only one who does anything tech, with, with the Texans, but they still are the Texans. And then Tyler Lockett, who had a hot start to this season, but is, is clearly the second fiddle out there. Uh, and, and then I guess the CJ Uzoma, uh, I think he's number tight 10. End, had a, he had a couple big weeks, the 10th um, tight end, but not, but that's, great. I mean, that's like, he had one game with two touchdowns. Like that's the outlier that's put him in 10th instead of like 25th of that. Like, you know, it's a pretty tight 
gap at the tight ends. Um, yeah, but that's the trade. And so Kevin vetoed immediately on accident because he doesn't know how to work his computer. He's used to pigeons. And then the league voted and it got voted down. And then uh, it came back because then they, tr- they tried to redo it even after it was vetoed via popular vote. Um, and so we have a couple sides of the vote here. So, so there's a, yeah, there's a big two parts. It's a good clarification there. There's one, our takes on the initial trade, which I'll get into mine soon. And then there's the takes on resubmitting it. And my take on the resubmitting it is I, I was fine to let it happen. I thought it was a bad trade. I didn't think it was vetoable, but the league thought it was vetoable. So, I mean, yeah, so it's a little in the same trade again the next right. day. Like that's a, so our, our takes on the trade itself is a little moot. Cause like we do, you know, yeah, it's, what, what's democracy rules. Right. Okay. So this is no Kevin. Actually, this is no of the days of fascist Ben Bradley leading the league the with an iron fist. Yeah. Kevin is a little more man of the people. We're still not going to give him an easy pass on this interview, but uh, Kevin, what say ye? Yeah, I'm ready for the uh, the hard-hitting questions here. Uh, so when I initially accidentally vetoed it, I said that the trade probably deserved to be vetoed as the commissioner. Go I'm going to go that. back. Why? Why? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go back on that. I don't think that is fair. I think the trade had reasoning on both ends, but I do think that everything played out the way that it should with the league actually vetoing it by democracy. So I'm glad you acknowledge a little bit there cuz I think it might have impacted seeing the league like if that trade had gone through, it might have cleared that 24-hour period if you hadn't actually made them restart and brought a little more attention to the trade and stuff like that. Well, not you specifically. You're saying he might have influenced the result by the initial uh, By forcing, it's like forcing a first mistrial and then, you know, mm. everyone gets more time to think about it and stew and talk to each other and get mad. So can you I... Know? I'm not saying that was clearly not intentional. I, I'd like to far. say originally, I actually didn't vote. I just forgot to, but I originally, because I was like, oh yeah, it's just a trade, whatever. But then, actually, when it, when it it got started started getting a little more attention in the press, that's when I looked back and I reviewed it, and I became very against the trade. I just think it's I just think it doesn't make any sense. And first of all, so uh, Jaws did write in; he did give us a bunch of takes for this episode. I am gonna just give his take here real quick. Oh yeah, we need that. So on the trade scandal, so the famous trade scandal of 2021 uh, winter. Uh, so Sam, Sam and Nithin, Sithin, as he calls them, very uh, cute celebrity name, trade clearly had evil intent from the get-go. That's how he starts. Okay, He says, the trade wasn't realistically equitable for both sides because of the number of players involved, even if it satisfied, quote, unquote, I'm adding the quote, unquote, but trade value amounts. Okay, And frankly, Sam shouldn't benefit from Nithin's inactivity. Nithin dug his own grave. And this would just add insult to injury for the league. Okay. So, but then he did also thank overlord Kevin for coming in with this floppy hammer and commission veto. Uh, that kind of some, any t- let's get some takes there on, on Kyle's thoughts. Yeah. So on Kyle's uh, thoughts, yeah, go for it, Kevin. Let's hear you. Uh, I was going to say, I think Kyle's thoughts are pretty good there. So the trade itself, like I agree that he's just stacking on too many players here to equal out the value of it, but, Nithin doesn't actually need any of those players. I think, think what, of the incrementality. Exactly. So I think what made this trade like vetoable as a league manager for me was the running back swap. It doesn't really make sense to just trade a high performing like running back like Austin Eckler for Dalvin Cook, who you said has had his ups and downs throughout the season. And then the rest of the trade, like the tight end swap, I don't 
even get why Nathan would want that. It seems like his current tight end is honestly better. And then the wide receiver kind of swap, I could see that a little bit because he's trading one high performing wide receiver for two like kind of wide receiver twos. So if it was just a wide receiver swap, I probably wouldn't have vetoed it, but with that running back swap made no sense to me. And I think you're hitting in on it because there are elements of this that are reasonable. It's just when you view it all together, it makes no sense to me because of what you said and what Chaz said. And then considering even further, it seems like collusion. It seems like intent to collude because Sam is clearly at cream of the crop. He's bopping. He is trying to take advantage of Nithin, who doesn't, as we know, he, he doesn't know what's going on. He is, he is taking advantage of someone who has stunted prefrontal cortex ability, and that's not fair, and that's ableist. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I mean, I think, like Kevin said, you give up a great wide receiver for two that you can start. I think Tyreek Hill has his down range. I think that kind of makes sense. Now, the part where I disagree, I think the cook for Eckler makes sense. If you're, if you're on the high train of thinking Dalvin Cook's be healthy the rest of the year, he has the potential to, I think, I wouldn't, you know, say that Nathan wins this trade by any means. Like, it's not a good trade for him, but I'm not saying like, there's a, there's a, it's fantasy football. It's throwing darts at the fucking board sometimes. And, but the I, risk, think of the risk you're taking on that, that Sam, I don't think the risk is that Sam, Sam is shedding the injury risk and he's guaranteeing the number two back. Like that is, that's yeah. what he's getting. Yeah, that, that's silly. And he's offloading the risk to Nithin, who quite frankly, either way, is going to probably I guess I see the likelihood the of further injury. That's to, the coercion. That's the collusion. Yeah. Well, I think the likelihood of further injury with Cook or Eckler could pretty much be the same. Eckler has missed plenty of games in seasons before where he's been in and out. And if he's been healthy all this season, that's a ton of snaps he's taken every week. Like That's conjecture. Your honor. It, it is pure conjecture. Uh, yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. This whole game is conjecture. This is speculation nope. and conjecture. Right. So all we have so is lopsided. Eckler is number two. Okay. I'm just saying if I need to pull up Jaws's trade where he traded away Kyle Pitts and got Chris Godwin and maybe even an, another shitty tight end back because that, that is far more vetoable than this trade in my eyes. And I think that's where I'm upset with the precedent being set and then like swiftly just like because we're all mad at Nithin, which I am too, and it's horseshit. And like, I agree with all those previous points about like, you know, all that with him just being- It's less, it's less of but that though, saying, and more yeah. of the context of it being this sort of dreamt up as this last ditch effort that, oh, Nithin has- When to I say season. save his season, like, it's not like, like Nithin's two games out of playoffs right now with four to play. Like I, he's, I, I mean, it's not but like- all it, all it does is solidify Sam's position and it's un- unbalanced in a way that is negative, to- and therefore negative towards the whole league because Sam is in a spot that is relevant in terms of the contention for the champion. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I didn't think it helped Sam that much, like more than he was before. Like, I don't know. That's just my take on it. But like I said, Sam was, trade was, very- Sam was definitely offloading like some bench players. It definitely benefits him a lot. I, I think this is Nathan basically just like, trying to fabricate fantasy involvement so that we don't think he's like completely sitting out on the season. Well, that's, I mean, I, I don't, I, this is going to start all four of those players. So I don't think that's fair to say, like they're, yeah, they might've been bench players for Sam, but when you say that he was going to play one of the two cooks or Lockett. So, you know, and then maybe even flex the other one. Like, I don't know what he would have done if he ha- still had them this week. Or well, I guess I, I can see it cause he's probably start just because he was going to choose to play them i don't okay yeah we don't need to go too far into it i do get your points though um i'm my, I'm my less, biggest point is i'm less sold than i was before veto is my thing 
Okay, yeah. but then that's why you voted the way you did. And but I'm just saying, just because you I see did. a trade that you wouldn't make doesn't mean you get to go say that doesn't get to happen. Like unless it's like egregious or clear. I don't think it was. But it's but it's preying on Nitin. Yeah, but that's different from collusion. Collusion is Nitin and Sam getting together and saying, "Hey, I'm going to give you these players, and at this in the season, we'll split the pot. Like you get 20 percent just for giving me these players at the end. Like that's that's collusion. Like Nitin's just dumb. I don't like, think it, I don't think it needs to be uh, explicit to be collusion because you have a team again that's colluding means collu- like getting together and conspiring. Like no, that that's, w- no, that's a different thing. That's uh, that's slander you're thinking of. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, but the, again, the point is moot because it was voted on, right? Yes, exactly, and that's the biggest takeaway: is and don't so, send this fucking trade. It was. <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah, that. I think that leads into the second point where then trying to resend the exact same trade is complete bullshit and just like trying to be taken advantage of like the and league that's activity a situation on the where, voting. Yeah. And Kevin, and to, you as league manager have every right to just continually knock it down if they keep trying to be idiots, like, which is, would just be annoying if they kept doing it more past year. But. but to me, that also paints part of the larger picture here of Sam and his malicious intent. He is trying to do anything to go to the top. Uh, and that means you know, basically farming out the the failing teams for their top players, you know, so be it. I, I'm glad we didn't let that stand as a league. I'm going to go back to the end of the season and see, just for my own sanity, the difference in point totals that they did. And I'm going to have to put some sort of multiplier to account for the, the number of player thing, obviously, or, you know, or at least put in listed my assumptions or like potential pitfalls. Bro, if like you need that. a MATLAB script, let me know. Yeah, I think we should actually just go ahead and commission a whole entire major study. We'll like get a we task did. force together yeah. on this. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. maybe we'll promote our interns to full-time employees and see what we can get out of them. Yeah, but we, we'll do a data deep dive there on this one at the end of the season because I think it'll warrant going back to to see if we were maybe having some overreactions here, everybody. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. That's why we need the data deep dive. Yeah, I, I think to maybe... Fine. Like if if it was vetoed or if it wasn't vetoed and it was voted to go through, I wouldn't really be that upset about it. But it, it, I think I think enough, you know, I think we have enough people yeah. to come to good conclusions. There's 12 of us. You know, I think that's quite it's quite good. Yeah. Um, well, so I guess we kind of probably if you didn't feel like it was beaten to death in the group me or over text, we definitely just did it here. So I think uh, for now we can let that one uh, lie and from here i just want to address the fact that uh live score uh jonathan taylor has two touchdowns in the first quarter uh and i think i lost this week to kevin so damn already well okay well we'll get to the matchups in a moment but first i want to continue our time here uh we want to kind of hit kevin with some you know more tough tough uh tough hitting questions here we want to really address all of his scandals or lack thereof even uh, and just get down into it kevin you good with that doesn't matter because we're doing it anyways. Let's do it. All right. So I want to start with, while we're on the topic, you have a little bit of a, of a history here with scandals, with the draft. Um, I do I want to see how you handled uh, the allegations from one Nick Hardy about screwing you over in the draft. Right, let's, let's hear what you have to say. Uh, was this the David Montgomery pick? I honestly don't remember, but... I just know that Brand brought it up like way after the fact, like weeks into the season. Yeah, you, you it, here. Let me frame it a different way. How have you not let these scandal allegations bother you the way you have? 
Uh, well, Ryan, I sleep really well at night knowing that I'm a very fair commissioner. Um, I think I've done a great job just maintaining the integrity of the league, and I think I can hang my hat, hang my hat pretty well. All right, that seems like kind of a non-answer, but a little too politician-y, trying to avoid the actual crux of the matter here. Um, um, did you did you actually uh, extend the season purely for your own benefit? Uh, again, all in democracy. Uh, some may say that me bringing it up as the leader of the league might have influenced some thoughts. Um, I wouldn't say that, here. though. But... Um, the league voted. So do you view yourself as a leader or more as a, you know, puppet pure? Yeah. Yeah. A puppet or possibly like a, a, you know, a pure representative of, of Allah himself. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I can bring a law into this situation. Um, I would say I'm a man of the people, Ryan. I think every big decision I've put up to vote so far, um, and then anytime there has been some controversy, like Brawley, for instance, this week, uh, found out one of his players is able to start after the 12 o'clock deadline. I could have possibly allowed him to pick up a player, but since I set the precedent with Noah not doing that earlier, which honestly, if he had asked, I probably would have let him and then would have been a different precedent. I stuck with it, so. But the precedent was initially determined by you. So let's, let's, for, let's consider a situation where you fuck up and you stick with that fucked up precedent, how do you handle such a situation? I think in all fairness, I have to stick with my fuck-ups. That is the burden I bear as the commissioner, Ryan. Even if it continues to harm the league? I will always have the best intentions of the league in my heart. Hmm, sort of a catch-22. Interesting. So can you go ahead and give me a very detailed comparison, compare and contrast uh, between you and former commissioner Benjamin Bradley? I would say, like you said earlier, um, Benjamin definitely led with an iron fist. Um, I feel like those were dark times for the league. Um, I think we are all doing much better. While our fantasy teams might all be a lot worse now, um, I think we can all appreciate the fairness that we're all experiencing. Can you sort of, can you give two times in history that sort of get, like, uh, complete that analogy? Like, what would be the time in history with Ben versus you? Can you sort of I may not be able to do that. Like, like was he Attila the Hun and you're like... Or is uh, he like a Fidel Castro, like, or, you know... Job yeah, the you're saying he was sort of like a CIA puppet and you are coming in as a raging sort of, uh, you know, you're the, you're the FDR coming in there and, you know, starting the new deal of fantasy football. Now, that's an interesting thought there of him being a CIA puppet. Um, if he was inst instituted as a dictator like that in the Fidel Castro situation, who would be the CIA there, Ryan? Fidel Castro was oh, not yeah. installed by the oh, CIA. Yep, 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 you're totally right there. <laughs> no, but they were enemies. Also, he's right. Also, the live update here. CIA. Oh, live update here. Tannehill throws a pick six. Dalvin Cook also scored a touchdown. Interesting. Does one, this make the down. trade more fair? Uh, I don't know if Austin Eckler is played. Is he playing right now? No, good answer. Kevin, it seems to me everything points that you not only have a squeaky clean background, but you don't seem to intend to abuse your power. So let me ask, if you were to abuse your power, how would you do it? 
I mean, the league playoff schedule already has me in brand of the championships. I'd say that's probably step number one right there, um, which I'm looking forward to that matchup with Brand. I think his team is really making a turnaround here. Um, yeah, that would be my answer. I'm sorry, you put Bran in the championship game? That's what you're going to do? Uh, I clearly outlined in the group me. It was all voted on. We have the playoffs uh, first round, week 15. Then week 16 is the uh, the top remaining seed versus like the lower remaining seed or whatever. And then I clearly stated that in the championship, it was me versus Bran, and the league has voted on that, and it is final. I don't like your attitude, Brawley. Yeah, I- Honestly, I'm not a bit either way, so all right. You can play Bran and inevitably win. I think Bran has two wins still, though, so he has won before. But uh, my bigger thing is we had Jimmy on uh, a while back now, and he told us you kept coming in late with rent payments because you're spending it all on on, on our premium content. I, yeah, you're I spending mean, it all on Jasmine porn? The, the porn, the merch, I mean, uh, the feet pics, like... Well, I've been supplementing it with the feet pics. Like, that's how I keep I, it going. Oh, okay. Okay. There you go. Well, I'm just saying I love the support, but, you know, be financially responsible there. Well, here, would you consider yourself a patron of the arts or more of a dirty, slimy kind of backroom feet guy? How would you... Like Nithin, like Nithin is the second one. I'm more of a subtle, like, under-the-table kind of feet picks, you know? That's why he's under the table all the time. That's it. Oh, my gosh. Under-the-table, Kev. Wow. We're going full circle in this cum fest. Yeah, you guys are asking some hard-hitting questions. Sophomore year game day. Yeah, I mean... this pretty well, then. Yeah, I mean, I'm impressed. I I don't have any further questions. uh, I'm satisfied. I'm going to have to take a deep sip of water after that. Yeah, I'm actually beyond satisfied. I'm, I'm just... I'm in pure ecstasy right now. Yeah. Um, Can we move on to our next part of this Thanksgiving Comfest special? I would love to. Commissioner Comfest special. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't want to get that mixed up. I would also like to add that my team is currently the highest in points for. I don't think I really need to skew the league any further in my favor. Wow. You're such a benevolent leader that you naturally just are going straight to the top. That's quite a storyline. Thank you. Um, we the we the media the press are fully on your side um thank you so now you know, update i have five minutes before they pick me up to play basketball they i thought we were leaving it too they want to be there at two okay well then let's just get a quick speed round on these matchups here's predictions sent in by jaws here we go all right nithin versus ryan for, for for something ryan must win if he doesn't i cannot be held responsible for the events that may occur in florida go kevin which which matchup is this? Sorry, me versus I was looking Nithin. at the live updates. Me versus Nithin. Uh, circle back to Brawley. Brawley's gone. Um, I feel like you're gonna take it. Incorrect. I mean, Nithin Nithin barely got a player in at the last second there. Oh, he did. Fuck. All right, moving on. Yeah. yeah. So Kyle versus Ben. Uh, Kyle says, as long as my players are healthy, I'm gonna pound Ben's ass. I'll leave this up to interpretation. I don't really know how you misinterpret that. That's very clear. I mean, they're both trying to pound each other's ass pretty hard right now. They're at like 143 and 128. For, wow. for Kyle there. That's, I'm going to go, my prediction based on that, he'll continue his winning ways, take the week on Ben. Wow. I would love he that. Really, he really no. needs to change that team name. Yeah, no more free wins. All right, Kevin and Brawley. Oh, yeah, you guys are playing. Uh, 
Jaws says, thinks Kevin takes the dub here against our beloved Jasmine. Ingram drop was a dagger to the soul, which I picked him for a dollar. And Kevin has a dangerous team. I agree. With I have that. to say that was egregious that you guys let Ryan get Mark Ingram for a dollar after the Camara news came out. Oh, it was awesome. Which was like two hours after I dropped it. It was like, oh, Camara's gonna be out again. And he was like game time decision last week. So I'm like, oh, be ready in a week. I need, you know, Mark Ingram's not gonna have any more value. I went from despair to just I was elated after getting that. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody's down to like zero dollars on the budget at this point. So one dollar can do a lot Incorrect. of damage. Noah and Nathan have all the money. All right, brand versus GC. Says, I hope our super fan wins. That's <laughs> GC. But I also think Brand may take this one. Bounce back week for McLaurin and James Connor is in the lineup. So guaranteed dub. Connor Magic. I'm with it. Me too. It's, if he, when Brand starts Connor, he'll win or have a chance at least. Devin, I, I love I our beloved fan, John Carlo, though, and his demand for new content. Yeah, he just fucking won't stop demanding content. It's like, fine, dude. He has made some big roster moves by no longer having two pickers, so yeah, could be on the upside. I'm proud of him for that. I think that I think that's enough to tip him over the edge. All right, so then we have Reed and Zimmy. He, Kyle says thinks Reed takes it here. He doesn't think Zimmy's team is that good. Tbh. Yeah. The well, day, with the, the late Zimmy Zimmy is is real. Late. No, Lamar Jackson is in Reed's lineup and not playing. Oh, he's. Oh. All right. He's for that. Yeah, he, he's losing in the projection pretty hard right now, but. It's, Kyle also did slander Jim Seam, and I have to agree. They honestly are not good at all. All right, agreed. Finally, uh, we have the Bops versus Noah, and he says uh, the Bops are going to bop, and Noah's team is a steaming pile of shit, so it's close to a free win. What will his excuse for starting Marquise Brown this week? Oh, another injured player. He's injured? Marquise Brown is injured? He is out. I had him in another league, and I'm fucked there. Well, people make mistakes. Kevin, what say you? Close us out. I think we definitely need to start cracking down on these injured and out or bi-week players playing. But this has been wonderful. I'm sad that it's been a little bit short, but I definitely enjoyed being on here and yeah, enjoyed we'll the hard, hard questions. We've got a number of weeks left, so. Fuck yeah. I would love try, to be back on to maybe even pull you back for a fuller episode and let you see Jaws. Although this episode certainly wasn't short on content, and let's play that fucking music. <laughs> <laughs>